Uh, if you have your Bibles with you today, we uh, continue our lesson uh, in dealing with the subject, the results of justification. Now, we started this lesson uh, on the 20th, uh, about the 20th of this year of September, about awaken to righteousness. So we go from September 20th of this year to September 20th or 24th of the year coming in, which will be 2024, and we'll be talking nothing but on the subject of righteousness, okay? Everything that we're teaching on is about the righteousness of God, but how does righteousness come through? We know this right by now, right? How does righteousness come through? It comes through what? Jesus Christ. Amen? So we are the righteousness of God, but our righteousness comes through. We are right standing with God. That's what gives us the right to be healed. That's what gives us the right to prosper. That's what gives us the right to, to walk in God's divine protection. Right? Why? Because we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. It's not what I've done. It's what he has already done for me. So what are we? We are recipients of all of God's goodness. Amen? And that's why we can rejoice. See, we're not rejoicing because of the pain. We're not rejoicing because of the the eye irritation. We rejoice because we have someone that paid the price that gone to hell for us, and he was raised for our justification so that I can say, in the name of Jesus, as Casey said with you, I take authority over this, whatever that is. Why? Because I got a right. See, you awaken to that right standing. The word awaken, simply, again, it means to rouse one understanding. And just think about it. We got a couple, we got stores here called what? Rouses. The Greek word for awaken. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You know, so, so this morning as we, as, we can, as we dive deeper into this lesson, we're using Romans chapter 5. Okay, and let's look at the first four, first five verses. Go put this up there for a moment, Casey. Romans chapter five. We're out of Romans four. <clears throat> Thank you, Holy Spirit. He want me to go back to verse, uh, go back to Romans chapter four, and look again here at uh, verse nineteen. Look at verse nineteen, and this leads into Romans chapter five. Okay. But look at Romans 19, 4, 19, and be not weak in faith, okay? Notice this. You can't be weak where? In faith, meaning I can be. So if I'm weak in faith, it's because what? My trust or my understanding has not come to the place that I can totally rely upon the word God has spoken, Okay? So, and that's not a bad thing to admit, because how does faith come? By hearing. So I got to keep hearing it, and the reason for hearing it is to what? Until understanding kicks in. When understanding kicks in, then I can conceive that word. See? But if you, you can't conceive something that you don't have understanding of. Right. You can't plant something that you don't understand, you know, how, how you know what it's going to bring. How, how do I put it in there? What do I do? You know, what's what's the process? What's the time frame? Is that right? So notice this and be not weak in faith. If you was not weak in faith, 
it goes to show me that he was weak in faith. Okay? Remember the processes that we went through to show you? See, being weak in faith doesn't mean, you know, it simply goes to show you and I, what were they, what were they weak in faith? They not, and being not weak in faith now, well, go back to verse 18, Casey, because that's a little bit blind. Who against hope believed in hope. See? That he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Meaning, at once he had no hope. That means he had no confidence. He had no expectation that this could happen. But he believed in hope. He gained hope from what? From the word that God spoke. That's how all of us, we gain hope. We gain expectation. We become confident. We become assured. We are satisfied that what God has promised, God through his mighty power or his mighty deep word is able to bring it to pass. That's what we're counting on. That's what Abraham had to count on. He had to count on that what God had promised, God was fully, he was fully assured that God could bring this to pass. Not you could bring it to pass. That God could bring it to pass. And that's what all of us have to be. You have to become fully assured that what God had promised, God is able. Right? Notice this. So he said, and the next verse, go to the next verse. He said, and being not weak in faith. See? It's a, it's a continuation. And being not weak in faith. Right? And what? And being not weak where? In faith. He did what? He considered not his own body what? Now dead. When he was what? About 100 years old. In other words, I don't consider my body dead. Why? Because God has convinced me that he can do this. Can y'all see this? Think about it. When he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. See, he staggered not. Another word for the word staggered. He did what? He wavered not. Right? He didn't stagger. He didn't waver. Why? Because he was convinced. Well, before you become convinced, you will stagger. You will waver. Because what? You, hadn't, you don't have no understanding of that truth. When understanding comes, then you will not stagger. You will not waver in unbelief. But you become strong. You become convinced that what God had promised, you have to let God bring you there. Now, you have your part. Your part and my part is what? It's to study the word. But then the Holy Spirit is going to take our study. It's going to take what we listen to. It's going to take what we meditate on. And he's going to put it all together for us. And he's going to bring it before you like a, like a, you know, like a television, like a stream. And you'll be able to see yourself healed. See yourself, whatever it is God is saying to you. That's what God had to do with Abraham. 
And we use that as an object lesson to show you that, hey, you know, what living righteous looks like. It didn't start out like he looked like he was living righteous. See, our terminology and God's terminology of living righteous, it was two different things. But Abraham got the results. Okay, look at the next first case. And he said, and being fully persuaded. And being fully persuaded. Continuation. And being fully persuaded what he had promised. Now put this in the, put this in the, in the classic Amplified, that verse right there. Watch this. I love the way this says. And fully, and, and fully satisfied. Wow. Notice it. He was fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to do what? To keep his word and do what he had promised. Nothing on his part. Now, him and Sarah had to come together. You know that, right? But as far as saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this happen, I'm going to, nope. Nope. In himself, impossible. That's what it said. Who against hope? No way. But hope in what God said, yes. Hope in yourself, nope. Hope in what God said, yes. You can expect it. You can have a confident, fully satisfied, assured that God was able and mighty to do what? To keep his word. Whose word he's keeping? He's not keeping yours. He's keeping his own word. That's why it's important that you know what his word says about things in your life. You may not know it right away, but if you be committed. Uh, again, well, I don't have my phone. Well, it's over there. But, you know, just look at this. Like that. This is my little phone. I could Google. Well, you know, let me do it. Siri, I need scriptures on healing. Look. She didn't speak to me that time. She just said, here's what I found. I got 15 scriptures on healing by certain people. They got 50 scriptures on, on healing. To what am I trying to say to you? Now, Pastor Carr can back this up. <clears throat> I still do it. I have to rely on books. We have to rely on the Bible. This is still my study Bible that I use. I got all my Greek and Hebrew. I got to be careful with it because it's getting eaten up. But <laughs> it still works. You follow what I'm saying? That's the same Bible you bought. You bought too. And I've been having this thing for years. But my point to you is, is that we got to go to the scripture and, you, and look them up. Now, today, technology, you could just ask Siri. She's going to pull them up. Now, you still got to do your own homework, okay? You got to read it. You got to confess it. Why? It has to be, you have to hear yourself say. 
Are you understand what I'm saying? That's why God had to bring Abraham to the place that he was fully satisfied and assured that what God had promised, what God had promised. God did what? God had to put him to the place of giving him just as the stars I number, I mean, I made, the dust that's under your feet. What did he say? I think it's the 13th chapter of Genesis. If you can count the, the, uh, the number of dust, on your feet, so shall what? Your descendant be impossible. They lived in a sanded uh, a society, so they had to wash their feet. So God used the dust of his feet. He said, if you could count the dust on your feet, this is what your descendant would be. Then he took him outside, you know, whether he was in a dream, or whether he was outside looking, you know, he probably looking up at the stars at night. God said, if you can count the number of stars, so shall your descendant be. Is that right? Then in the 17th chapter, the sand, if you could number the stars, I mean, count the grain of sand, so shall what? Your descendants be. What was your, the burden of proof was always on God to show what was in his hand to convince Abraham that God can. And it's the same thing today. God is, he wants you to know through Christ. I've already done this. It's already yours. I need your belief. I need you to become fully satisfied. I need you to become fully assured that what I promise you, I am able to bring to pass. Right? Next verse, uh, uh, Casey. He said, this is why his faith was credited to him. So you remember we read in scripture, verse 3 said, and Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him for right. Now we know how is that, why it was credited to him. Because Abraham became fully satisfied, fully assured. He was fully convinced that what God had promised, God was able to bring to pass. That's where you and I, that's why faith in God's word is so powerful because you got to be totally convinced that what God promised you, it's he, what God said, he's going to do it. Not you going to do it, he's going to do it. He just needs you to allow him to transmit himself through you. That's what you and I are. We are transmitters. You are transmitting the goodness of God. That's what you're doing. When you open your mouth, you're transmitting God's goods. You're living, when you show up, you're, tra- you're, you're showing the goodness of God. Amen? I mean, when your body's, a, when your body's attacked, you're rejoicing. I'm not rejoicing because my body's attacked. I'm rejoicing because, hey, he bore my sin on that tree that I may be free from sin, and by his stripes, I were, not I am, I am is good, but I were, if I were, then I am now. Is that right? That's why I can rejoice. I'm not rejoicing because of the pain. I'm not rejoicing because of the sickness. I'm not rejoicing because of the disease. I'm not rejoicing because of the lack. I'm rejoicing because, hey, it all has to, Jesus paid the price for it all. So that means I can't stay in that condition. Is that right? Amen. That's where you and I have to get, live it every day of your life. 
And so he said, next verse, Casey. But the word, it was credited to him, were written not for his sake alone. Watch it, pay attention to these next two verses. But they were written for our sake too. Righteousness, right standing, acceptable to God, will be granted and credited to us also. Also, who what? Believe. And look at the bracket. Who what? The belief mean what? Trust in, adhere to, and what? And rely on who? That's it. Who are you relying on? Because when you rely on God, that means you're relying on his word. You got to understand, the enemy will do all he can to do what? To move you off the word. He wants you to put all your focus on what you can do, how you can do. He want to wear you down, weary you out so that you can't hear the word. You're hearing it, but it's just passing by. Passing by. Hmm? And this is what happened. This can happen to us all. Watch this. <clears throat> uh, look at Mark chapter, uh, look at Mark, I mean not Mark. Not, let's just go to Matthew chapter 13. And look at verse 19 for a minute, uh, Casey. Put verse 18 up there. And put and 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 put it in the well, let's see what it says here. Listen to them, the meaning of the parable of the sower. Now, who's the sower? You and I. Anyone who speaks, you the sower. I'm the sower. Okay? Verse 19, Casey. He said, while anyone is hearing the word of the kingdom. See? See? While anyone is what? Hearing the word of the kingdom and what? Does not what? Grasp and what? Comprehend it. What does that mean? Have no understanding. And let me tell you, this is why the enemy want to wear you down. That's why he want to keep us so busy, keep us so occupied. Why? Because... If you get a hold of the word of the kingdom, then guess what? His goose is cooked. But if I could weary you, if I could wear you out, if I could keep you busy, if I can distract you, if I could keep you, you know, unfocused, there's a lot of things fighting for our attention in this day. You know, that's something we have to do. Our jobs we have to attend to, you know, certain uh, family events or whatnot. Uh, home duties, we have to, but that's a lot of things we don't have to, right? And even with those functions and whatnot, that's what make you really be more focused and, uh, and pay attention. Why? Notice this. He said, while anyone is hearing, notice this. He didn't say hear, while anyone is what? Hearing. hearing. That means you could be sitting right here hearing it. I could tell you. I didn't sit in places. Well, no, I could tell you in my own study, I could be sitting listening and my mind and drift. You ever been that way? <laughs> I had to stop it and replay that again and say, wait a minute. 
I'm telling you, it can happen. It can happen. And that's the reason why you got, that's why faith comes. That's why I keep saying, so then faith come by what? Hearing. Why? Because you don't hear that first time. You don't hear the first 15 times. You, you know, after you've heard it so much, then it's like, all of a sudden it's just like you want to hear. You're trying to hear. And the moment you really focus, that's when the Holy Spirit begins to give you understanding. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Watch this. So while anyone is what? Hearing the word of the kingdom and does not grasp and comprehend it, the evil one comes and do what? What does he come and do? Snatch away what? What was sown in his heart. Why? Because it didn't have no meaning. Didn't have no understanding. You didn't think it had the power to bring about change. I know I didn't. I thought it was in my doing. And it wasn't. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, this, this, type of, this type of ground could either be someone that's not born again, and mainly not born again, or someone who is born again, but just totally illiterate when it comes to the things of the kingdom. He's an absentee. You know, you could be a person in church, but you're absent in your thought, absent in your understanding. How many times we just think that because I'm at church, well, you know, that count, you know, God going God gonna to count that for something. It's not you just being here. God don't want you just here. God wants you to have understanding. All right? And watch this. Go to the next verse, Casey. Now, this is where mm, 60, 75% of the church, right here. This is another type of ground of your heart. Okay? So when we're talking about Abraham, it was counted. This is why God had to, it took over 25 years for God to get Abraham to come to the place that he was fully satisfied. He was fully assured that what God had promised, even at the age where he was, here's what Sarah was age and bringing forth a child. What is for you and I? What, what the enemy is telling you now, well, you know, you, 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 you're getting too old. It's time, you know, when you get a certain age, it's time to kind of pull back. It's time, you know, what is the enemy saying to you? No. I mean, you know, uh, uh, I'm not going to let the enemy talk to me in my age group. That's why, you know, I didn't run that 13.2 miles uh, a couple of weeks ago or last week whenever I did and I ran again. You know, I didn't do that just for sure. I did that just to define all laws that say I shouldn't be doing that. That's going to tell you, if I can do it, then anybody can do it. You got to set your mind. Plus, yeah, you got you to change the way you, you eat, you take care of your body. But guess what? Ain't no such thing you can't do it. They base all that stuff on what? How people live as they get older. 
No. No. Mm -mm. As we get older, we're going to get stronger. Are y'all understand what I'm saying? And if you're over 60 years old, you need more protein in your body. As you're younger, you don't need as much protein. But as you get older, you need more protein in your body. Okay? Now, this is not a lesson on help, but this will help you. All right. <clears throat> okay, kids, put this back in the King James. Watch this. Listen to this. He says, and these are they, but, the, but he that receives seed into the what? The stony place. Go back to the, go back to the amplifier. He said, as for what was sown on what? Thin rocky saw, this is he who what? Hear the word and at once what? Welcome and do what? Accept it. With what? With joy. Can you see it? Accept it with joy. But notice this. Verse 20. I mean, next verse. And yet it has no real what? Root in him, in him, but is what? Temporary, inconstant, last, but for what? A little while. Why? Because it has no real root. I like the king. They have no root in himself. You received it with gladness. And that's all of us. You're going to first receive the word of glad, but then you got to have time to do what? For that word, which is the seed of God, our, our power, to do what? To germinate. It's not just taking it. It's not just receiving it. Yes, I'm happy to receive it, but you have to allow the word to germinate in your heart. That means you got to allow the word and the natural, the seed and the ground to do what? To germinate me, to break out, break off the outer husk of the seed. The life is in the seed. The ground is breaking off so that whatever the life that's in that, so it can produce. It's working on it. It's breaking it down so that whatever is in it, it can bring about. It's like taking wood, putting wood in the ground. When you put wood in the ground, I don't care if it is treated, guess what it's doing? That dirt is trying to break down that wood. It's trying to break down whatever's in there. It's breaking it down. And that's why sometimes people have wood rot. When you pull a post out of the ground and you see wood rot, because that ground, that moisture, that, the sand, the grit, everything, what is it? It's breaking it down. That's its job. To break it down, to, to disintegrate. Hmm? Now, I want you to look at the ground of your heart. The ground of your heart is to do the same thing. Your heart is the soulish part of you. And notice this. It, it doesn't have anything to do with the natural ground, but you'll understand it will come about, hey, how you, number one, you have to see how you think about something. Okay? When we talk about your heart, your heart is going to be, okay, how you think of this. How you conceive this, okay? 
So using natural ground, natural ground is what? Is the ground that's going to break down whatever is put in there. Your word is seed. If your heart is, 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 is filled with garbage, is filled with junk, is filled with unbelief, is filled with doubt, is filled with fear, then what you think is going to bring to pass? Unbelief? Doubt? Fear? Why? Because the seed can't produce. The heart, your heart, the ground of your heart have to be conducive to receive the seed of God's word. So why did God go through what he did with Abraham? Because God had to get him to the place that he could rest. He could totally trust him. God is doing the same thing with you and I today, but he's doing it through Christ. He wants us to do what? Totally rest. Totally be assured. Totally be fully satisfied. God got this. <clears throat> if God said he can do it through me, then I'm going to let him do it through me. I'm going to be fully satisfied that whatever my part is, whatever my act of obedience to, to what he said, I'm going to carry it out, but I'm going to trust him in this process. That takes time, ladies and gentlemen. That takes time. Now watch this. <clears throat> he said, yet have no real root in him, but is temporal, temporary, inconstant, lasts but for a little while. And when what? Affliction, or trouble, or persecution come on account of the word. So you know that's not talking about no, no ground. Jesus is not talking about no no. no uh, a granular type society. He's not talking about tomatoes. He's not talking about wood. He's not talking about natural ground. He's talking about your heart. He's talking about your soul. So you're going to have to do what? We're going to have to retrain how we conceive. Hmm? Remember, the renewing of the mind. What is uh, Romans 12, 2 said? Be you what? Be you transformed. How? By the renewing, and one word for the word renew, it means to demolize, uh, to, to, to demolish, to demolish, to demolish. That means you have to demolish old patterns, old way of thinking. What, why? Because it wants to trap you. It, 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 it will keep the seed of God's word from penetrating. So therefore, he said here, when trouble, when affliction, trouble, persecution comes on the account of the word, notice what the persecution comes. It didn't come for you, but you felt it. Right? You allow your emotions to get in the way the way you felt it. Your emotions are real. We're not trying to do away with them. But when the persecution or the affliction, notice what? It came on the account of what? Of the word. It didn't come on account of nothing else. It didn't come on the account because of you. It's what you had conceived is what it came on the account of. So most of our assaults, attacks, is based on the truth of God's word. 
So when you when you're under assault, when you're under attack, you know, always looking, you know, just think about it. It's not because, you know, something you've done wrong. Sometimes we equate everything that's going on because I've done something wrong. Or I did this or I did that, this why I did. No, it's not. Now, some things can happen based on what you shouldn't have done. Like the, the you know, the Bible talks about the, the guy that was paralyzed by the pool of Bethesda. And Jesus told him to take up his bed. And he or, or, or get in. And he said, well, I have nobody to put me in. And then Jesus asked him, will he be made whole? And so as the story goes on, then Jesus said, now go and sin no more. Whoa. Meaning that sin, what, what, what took place in his life was something he did to cause that. And that's why I told now you go and sin no more. In other words, don't go and do the same thing and cause this to happen again. But you can't use every incident as a mean of saying, well, this sickness is there because of this. Or, you know, he died because of that. No. Jesus is the healer. You have a right to all of God's goodness. God don't have no sickness. God don't have no sickness. God don't have nothing evil to reward you with. He don't have no evil in him. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying here? So when he said, when affliction, trouble, or persecution comes on the account of the word, at once he, is, he calls to do what? To do what? To stumble. He is repelled and begin to distrust and desert him whom he ought to be trusting in. He falls away. He becomes offended. Many people are there today. They're offended at the pastor. They're offended at God because they took a stand on something and this and that and they don't trust God. No See what it says right here? To cause to stumble. He is repelled. And begin to do what? Distrust. And do what? And he desert him whom he ought to be trusting in. Woo! Can you see it? That's why sometimes we as teachers, pastors, or whoever teaches, you don't be offended because people won't show up or people won't respond. No. You may be the one that they're taking the abuse, taking, putting it out on, but no. Really and truly, it's against God. But they're not going to be mad. They're not going to tell God I'm mad. They're going to tell, you know, they'll tell you I'm mad at you. Right? But most people are not going to tell God I'm mad at it. It's just that we, we have not grown in understanding it's what I'm trying to show. I'm trying to show you it's not a finger pointing thing. It's just to go to show you this is where it's in our heart. That's why I take the power of the Holy Spirit to do what? To help yank all that junk out of there. I mean, just think about it. You know, I got, you know, I'm not bad as some people. But, you know, 
to think about it, we all got a harder, a harder, a harder spirit. You know, you know what I mean? Harder, holdering. You know, just hold on to stuff. You know, just, just, just you know, you just. I mean, it's just like you know, and you keep buying something, and but you know, you you don't have no room for the new. Cause you got all that old stuff. No, I'm gonna use it. That's mine. I've been having that. That's 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 still good, right? Now, some people I know, man, they got it bad. I mean, they don't let nothing go. Is that right? Well, but you see, all of that stuff in there. My point is, all that stuff that it is hindering you from putting new things in there. It's the same thing in your mind. You are hindering the word of God to give you a new idea, to give you a new way of thinking, to give you a new attitude because you got all this stuff cluttered and you don't want no one to touch that stuff. That's your sacred cow. Right? I force myself now. My wife, she don't hold on to nothing. She'll wait till I go to work. I come back because she already know I, I'm not going to miss it right away or whatever until I, by the time I know it, that thing, the trash man and picked it up, and it's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just saying, so, you know, but you got to get rid. And that's just in the natural, and we're laughing about but I'm talking about our thought life. How much stuff we got cluttered through tradition, religion, whatever it may be, that hindering us from absorbing the truth of God's word that it could penetrate. Can you see what I'm saying? We can't even really plant the word of God in our heart because why? We got too much other stuff there. The soul is full of, is full of everything else. But at least they heard the word and they received it with gladness. But they had no joy. They had no way of, of expressing. They had no way of allowing the seed to penetrate, to germinate in your heart, to be strengthened, to cause you to be strong. Because what? A crisis will show up. Hmm? Yeah. I mean, you know, we all plant things. We all love to put things in the ground. I mean, look, we had a little... Storm last night. But whatever flowers you got in the ground, most of them are still there. Why? They got a good root system. Hmm? Most of your trees are still there. It has a good what? Root system. It was able to weather the storm. Well, I'm telling you, the storm that come against you and I is doubt, fear, unbelief, condemnation, guilt, Shame, the list can go on. If you don't deal with it, Abraham had to get rid of all of that. Look how they try to help God. God stopped talking to them about 13 years. Next time, next thing you know, God talked to them and told them, now it's time for you to walk in the integrity. That's what the word blameless. It's time for you to walk in the integrity of that which I've called you to. He didn't say sinless. He said blameless. Amen. All right. Now, let me finish this. So I'm not going to go through the rest of it. 
But I wanted you to see this. And now, go to uh, Romans chapter 5, uh, Casey. Put it up in the uh, Old King James. It says, therefore, now being what? Therefore, therefore, what the word therefore what? Therefore is what? Is see what is there what? For. Therefore, so therefore mean it's what? What's on the other side of therefore? Being. What? Justified. How? By faith. So you see, Abraham was justified. How? By faith because he did what? He fully was fully satisfied, fully assured that God will bring forth what he promised, the way he said it, he'll do it. And verse 25 of Romans 4 says that Jesus was raised for our justification, meaning this, just as it never happened, your past, it was just as it never happened, whatever you walk through, just like it never happened. That's it. You have to have that kind of confidence in him. You're not having confidence in what someone says. Maybe a sibling, maybe a friend, maybe an associate. Oh, man, I, I, I remember. Yeah, y'all call him Pastor Carl now, but I remember him before he was a pastor. That guy was chaos. Huh? But you know, but, <laughs> but guess what? It don't make a difference what somebody, how they look at this is how God looked at it from the foundation of the world. Now, when Pastor Carl did what? He made Jesus the Lord of his life. Whatever year that was, he made Jesus the Lord of his life. Now, notice this. Now, he is the child of God. He is the righteousness of God. And I don't care. He's been the righteousness of God from the foundation of the world. But I don't care now that he has made him as Lord and Savior, it doesn't make a difference what somebody else thinking of, thinks of him. It doesn't make a difference what somebody, how they always still see him. Pastor Carl have to be the one to do what? Not see himself the way they say. Right? Because if you see yourself the way people say they see you, you lose. Loser. Right? No. You got to see yourself in the light of God's word. So he said, therefore, being justified by faith. So my justification is now, how? By the faith of Christ. So there's nothing I brought to the table but me. Right? That's all I brought to the table. God brought all the substance Huh? He brought everything that I need to do what? So that I could be fruitful. So that I can multiply. Because it's his goods. He said we have what? Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice it. Your peace come. We have peace with God now because I'm what? Justified. I've been acquitted. I've been made righteous. I've been made right standing with God. That's what that word justify me. You've been acquitted. 
It wasn't, it didn't mean I was not guilty. It means you were guilty, but you were acquitted. Somebody took your place. Somebody paid the price. Somebody stepped up for you. Somebody paid the penalty. You acquitted. Hmm? He said, now we have peace. In other words, now this thing could never come back upon you because somebody took your place. What does that say in, in the justice? How you say that? Legal justice that you can't be charged? Double jeopardy. You can't be charged for the same crime twice. You've been acquitted. Jesus paid the price. So that's why you got to see yourself now as the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. I've been justified. I don't care what my past was. I don't care what I did. I don't care how I did it. Jesus made it right. And I take it. I take what he did for me. And you begin to start exercising the faith of Christ. You begin to start listening to the word, studying the word, feeding on the word. You begin, and then all of a sudden you begin to say, I'm going to step out on that word. I'm going to stand on this word. That's when you know growth is taking place because you're actually acting out on the word. You're actually walk carrying it out because you're starting to walk in it. See, until you start walking in it, you will never be able to enjoy his benefits. Because the peace doesn't come because everything is good. You got peace with God through Christ Jesus. Did you catch it? Your peace is with God through Christ Jesus. Because why? We you, what in the world you're gonna have what? Trials? Hmm? John 16, 33, you're gonna have trouble. Right? But what did Jesus say? Be of good cheer. All right? The same thing in Mark 4.35 through 41, when Jesus told him, let us go to the other side. Jesus went to sleep in the boat. Did you think that storm bothered him? What is the first thing that Jesus said? Peace, be still. What is it? He was demonstrating that, hey, if you put your trust in me, this is what you could do. This is what you can say. This is what you will have. You've been justified. You've been acquittal. You've been made righteous. Oh, wow. Are y'all getting this? Yes. Yes. So my peace is not based on what is happening or not happening. No, I could be at peace right in the most troublesome moments there is. The most confusing situation, I could still have this peace. Why? Because this peace, the world didn't give it. And the world can't take it away. What's this? Look at this. Rome, uh, uh, John 14, 27. Let's look at this for a moment. Look what Jesus said. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give where? So who peace you got? You got Jesus' peace. It's a fruit of the Spirit. 
Not as the world give it. See, the world only got peace until trouble strikes. When trouble strikes, everybody like roaches. You know, you ever, you, you, I mean, I'm here. <laughs> but I, I was in the bug business. And boy, when you put the lights on, them roaches everywhere. They scared. They trying to find a corner to get in. Right? But that, well, that's, what, <laughs> that's what the devil's like. When you know, when, when, when you know what you have, they, I tell you what, it's going to run from you. See what he said? I, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give where? Unto you. Not as the world give it. See, roaches only have peace when it's dark. Boy, would you cut them lights on? Them rascals. And I've seen some roaches, boy. I know they're not good, but I'm telling you, I'm just trying to tell you, that's how the world system will do you. As long as everything is copacetic, Brother George, you're okay. Boy, but them roaches, that's how the roaches are. They can't wait till you cut the light off. Or, or rats. I've been in business with rats. I've been in a business with rats. The guy said, just stand right here. And it was like a ceiling like this. You could hit them things like footprints. Cut that lights off. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, they're coming from all everywhere. Boom, coming down the pole. All I said, oh, now I'm in the bug business. That thing giving me the heebie-jeebie. <laughs> we kill them all, though. Kill them all. Oh, yeah. Kill them all. But notice it. The peace I leave with you, my peace give unto you, not as the world give it, give I unto you. Let not your heart be what? Trouble. Neither let it be what? Afraid. So if it's telling me not to let it be afraid, what is it telling me? Trouble going to come. But you don't have to be, you don't have to let the trouble get in you. You don't have to be afraid. Just keep walking in my peace. Keep my peace at work. You've been justified. That's the reason why you've been, I was raised for your justification so your peace don't get disturbed. You don't, you don't fall apart like a $2 suitcase or 10 miles of tub road. Nope, you hold fast. So you're not bothered by that? No. It's already taken care of. All is well. So when I tell you all is well, I'm not telling you all is well because that's, you know, all is well because of the finished works of Christ. I'm trusting him. Well, I said, look at the next verse, and we have to quit. He said, you have heard how I said to you, I go away. And come again unto you. He said, I go away. That sounds like, sound like Jesus had a little Cajun in him. Huh? Like he came down here from where we are. I go away. <laughs> and come again unto you. If you love me, you will what? Rejoice because I said, I go to the Father. For my Father is greater than I. That means I was here because the Father had me on assignment here for you. So it's expedient that I go. Huh? Next verse, Casey. 
And now I told you before, I, before it come to pass that when it does come to pass, you might what? Believe. Next verse. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you for the prince of this world coming and he has nothing in me. And I'm trying to tell you right now, the prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me or you. Because why? We are in Christ. So that means, I don't care what come on the earth. I don't care what is being done, what is being said. Guess what? I'm in Christ. My peace will not be disturbed. My peace will not be shaken. I don't, I don't care what marital issue you have. I mean, you find out what the Word of God says. You act on the Word of God yourself. Don't wait and say, well, I'm going to wait on them to respond first, and if they respond, then I will respond. If they don't respond right, then I won't respond. No, well, you're not, you don't have, you're not trusting. You have no faith in God's Word. It's still based on what someone else does. How about taking the righteous, taking the right standing with God? You've been acquitted. To do what? To act on the word of God. To bring forth fruit of the word of God. If it's healing, you know, I don't care if it's healed the same way. If, it's, if you believe in God for promotion on your job or whatnot. Well, you know, when they, when they, when they start respecting me and this and that and blah, 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 then I'm going, nope. Well, you won't ever get promoted. See, the peace is not because everything is right. The peace is for the troublesome time. And so when you when when you, so you get at a place, I'm never stressful. I'm never filled with sorrow. Why? And this is a verse I'm gonna close with, and we'll have to pick it up. Go back to Romans chapter 5, Casey. Look at verse 2. I've been trying to get to verse 3 and 4 for the last four days. And I still ain't got there yet. By whom also we have what? Access. The word access means what? Did I give you all the definition here? I said the word access means what? Did I? Maybe I didn't. It, it means, huh? A, entrance. Yeah. Or what? What's another word? Admission, which is entrance. And what's another word for the word uh, access? A ticket. to, uh, In other words, in order for you to have entrance, you have to, the faith is the ticket. Faith is the entrance to God's grace, to God's justification. Can you see it? Faith is that entrance. By whom we have what? Entrance, access, admission, what? Ticket. By faith. Where? Into this what? Grace. Faith is the only admission that God will receive for you to enter in. You know, when we was a kid, we used to have to go to the movie. We had to go to the ticket, get the ticket. And, you know, especially when you always show up just about when the movie about ready to start and you're trying to hurry up and get your ticket. Hurry up and give me my ticket. Why? Because you can't, you can't go in without what? That ticket. Well, guess what? Grace won't respond without faith. 
It is that admission. It is that ticket. It is that entrance into God's grace. So you have to have the faith of Christ. So by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we what? Stand. What do we stand? We're standing on the word. We're standing on that truth. And that's why I say, and rejoice in hope. Listen to this as a, this is the last couple of words I got to say. Rejoice in hope means I can rejoice. Notice it. Rejoice and hope has the same, rejoice and glory uh, has the same meaning. Meaning this, I can rejoice because I have this desire. This is what hope is now. Hope is I have this great desire. I'm confidently expecting. See, that's why I'm rejoicing. To rejoice means what? To be joyful. It means to, you know, when you, when you rejoice, that means I'm good. I'm believing, right? I'm rejoicing because what? I have this desire. I can rejoice. I know I heard this report, but I rejoice. See, based on my justification in Christ, I rejoice because I have this desire. I know God has already sent his word and healed me. I know God, notice this, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. See, that desire is building a strong expectation of the glory of God. Glory means he will, glory means manifested presence. My healing will manifest itself. My marriage will manifest, the goodness of God, it will manifest itself. Hmm? My ministry, it will manifest, the glory of God will manifest itself. See, we think it's all about numbers. You can have one person, and in the mind of God, and if that's it, his presence is going to manifest. And boy, when you see that, that's satisfaction. That's fulfillment. Because they got it as an individual. Yes, we like to have places full. But then, you know, I've had, I've been in my own church where there's no room to sit. I had two services. But guess what? That's overrated. Now, I'm not, I'm not disparaging no one that has, has that, because why? You know, you have to have it at times. But I'm, it's not to say, well, I can't, I can't preach the word of God until every seat in the house is full. So what I'm saying, Lord, I, I don't have nothing to rejoice of. I don't have this, you know, I'm, my hope, my desire is only based on the numbers. Not based on what God has done for me and what God is doing now. But I can only rejoice because of what I see. Not rejoice because of what God has done. You see the difference? Many people make that mistake. I don't want to. I will not. Well, we're going to have to stop right here. <laughs>